Welcome to the Bull and Bear Show with Michael McGuire of McGuire Retirement Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. So listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieve your retirement goals. And now, here to help you with your financial questions is Michael McGuire. Hello and welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show with your host, Michael McGuire. Each and every week at the same time, I'm here to bring you something that will help you hopefully on your road to retirement. Today's show is no different. We're going to talk about whether you should own a home or not, and we're going to talk a little bit about the current market uh, and what's going on in the real estate market. Uh, the show, I think you'll find uh, with some really good information. And each and every week, uh, along with me, is my co host, Tony Shore. And this week's no different. And, Tony, I uh, wanted to see how your week's been and introduce you to the show. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Michael. My week has been fantastic. I really have had a good one. I, you know, although the weather hasn't been as great, it, we, I've seen a little bit of rain and just didn't get outside as much as I wanted to this past week. I really did get a lot done and I've been keeping busy uh, with my regular work. So that's good. And it just, that's basically it. Uh, nothing too new and exciting. We're trying to plan my daughter's graduating from high school and my son's graduating from college this year. So wow, fun. Uh, we're, we're planning a graduation party. <laughs> that's always fun. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, and my youngest, uh, who's 16 is getting her driver's license here, uh, this week. So, or at least taking the final test, hopefully she'll, the driving test, hopefully she passes. And, uh, so there is a lot going on in the shore household right now. Michael, no how about for you? No kidding. You have a lot going on. Uh, how about the car first? Have you picked one out for her or? Actually, my dad's going to give her uh, their old uh, Jeep Liberty nice. to, drive, to drive. So at least it's all-wheel drive and, uh, you know, that kind of thing. And uh, don't have to worry about that. should be a safe vehicle. So, um, yeah, so she's going to drive that for a while. Well, that's great. We have, uh, I've enjoyed the, a lot of nice weather we've had uh, recently. So my weekend will consist of being in the backyard, getting it ready, you know, uh, all winter long, neglecting the backyard. It really needs some TLC. So, uh, Doing that, working flower beds over in the front yard, which I love getting out and working with my hands. So uh, looking forward to that. This last week's been busy at both at work and at home. Um, you've got some big things coming up with two graduations coming and in, in, in a 16-year-old. Wow. We've got uh, continued you know, track and gymnastics and uh, in, in the, I'm getting excited because this warm weather. I'm thinking about... Uh, you know, about summer. So, uh, today show that we're going to talk about Tony, um, which we'll get into is really a topic that it, here in Oklahoma, uh, our real estate market has went crazy. Oh. And, uh, so yeah. I think, I think today's show will be good. Yeah, I do. I do too. And so, uh, I know you've been busy and, uh, you know, you know, the housing market, I think in a lot of, uh, medium sized to major cities, 
especially just and it really the whole country has gone a little crazy um you know it's hard to find houses for sale when you do uh they're overpriced or you have to get in a bidding war to get them at least that's what i've heard from friends and family that have been looking for houses fortunately my wife and i have been in our same house for oh 22 years now 23 years and and we're perfectly happy for now um until all the kids move out, uh, you know, but at that time, then we got to start thinking about it. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people are thinking about either downsizing or moving. So I think it is really important that people figure this out. Uh, and when it comes to housing, it does go hand in hand with financial planning, financial strategies, and with retirement planning. Right. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, it, it's a huge part of anybody's uh, life and investing is your home. And uh, I came across this topic really <laughs> talking with my sister who, who like you, has been many decades in her home. And uh, she is actually moving uh, right next door to her son. They actually built a what they call a mother-in-law right there. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. And so they went in and, uh, you know, started revamping a home that she lived in for well over three decades and uh, actually close to 40 years. And it's amazing sold in less than two days and above asking. And I said, man, that is nuts. What's going on? Because then (laughs) my neighbor who buys um, rental properties uh, was talking with them and they said, you know, we went to an auction and told my wife, um, that uh, my neighbor said, I told my wife that, you know, this house should go around 210,000 and I'm going to bid it up to that. And if it goes past that, we won't do anything. And the opening bid was above that. And (laughs) so he said, I leaned over to my wife and said, well, maybe I've made a mistake. And he said, you know, Mike, we bid that thing up past 300 before I bailed out on it. And it ended up selling in the low threes. And he said, this market is crazy. It is. So it is. if I, you don't make an offer that's above asking price, you're, you probably, you're not get it. You yeah. probably won't get it if it's a halfway decent house. So uh, at least that's what I've heard. And that is just crazy. And yeah. that's why all the realtors right now can say, you know, we will guarantee uh, you will sell your home and we'll make you an offer. You, you, we'll guarantee you an offer. Uh, yeah. They'll buy it and resell it themselves. Uh, a lot of realtors say so it's just, it's nuts right now. And, uh, you know, we used to be in my neighborhood where my wife and I live, you'd see houses come on the market quite a bit. You have to really scour. Like one will come up, you'll see the sign one day it's gone the next or it says sold the next day. So. Yeah. It made me, it made me think, you know, we've been in our home for 14 years and, and I was sitting there thinking, wow. Um, and the other part of this story is one of our close friends house was up for less than a day and 25,000 over asking price. And I, I told Trisha, I said, Hey, well, we'd make over a hundred thousand if we got that same square footage, uh, sure. profit from what, what I'd even think the house would be worth. And, but here's the problem, <laughs> you know, you've you got to go buy, a house. buy again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you feel like you had a home run, but then you're going to get, you know, right. you're, you're going to, you're going to take it the shorts buying, buying high also. So, yeah. but that, you know, what a great, I think timely topic because I know this is on people's mind. I've got several ranchers and farmers that have sold their property, um, above asking. So not just Oklahoma city, 
um, in in uh, you know big metropolitan areas is this going on? We're also seeing this happen with That's farmland. With farmland, and, yeah, yeah. ranches and ranches and farmland. Yeah, my parents live uh, out in the country on a farm, and my grandfather has a farm, and so. Uh, there's a lot of farming in, in my background and my grandfather owns quite a bit of land. And, uh, you know, so he's watched the value of that, uh, land skyrocket as well. So it's land is pretty valuable in most places, uh, right now. It's not just homes. It's also uh, farms and farmland, but I'm glad we're on this subject because, you know, we've, br we bring up home ownership or maybe downsizing in a show, but this isn't really a topic we've talked a lot about. And, and so I'm glad when you said we'd spend some time talking about homeownership and how it might not be for everybody. I mean, so uh, some some people actually you'd think, oh, that that sounds contrary to popular belief. But there are circumstances where maybe you're better off not owning a home and some circumstances where you're definitely better off with a home. So how do you want to get this conversation rolling today? Well, I'm glad you said that because that, that's exactly what we're going to talk about. Uh, the benefits of owning a home. And we're going to also talk about the benefits of being a renter. So I'm going to start us off with about those benefits of owning a home. And, you know, everybody listening knows there's pride in ownership, man. It's the kind of the it has been oh, yeah. the American dream is to own your own home. And so a lot of people that still is the correct fit. You know, I. I think that the feeling that, you know, I'm no longer tied to other people rules because a lot of times when we start out in life, we, we do what we rent and then you're subject to all those rules that, that is involved with the, that the owner puts on you to their home that you're renting from them. So if you want to paint your kitchen pink, go right ahead and do it. If you own that house, if you, if you want to, you know, create a room that's nothing but a trophy room or full of shelves that you can put your star wars action figure memorabilia on it's your home you can do it and so nobody's going to stop you there is a, a lot to be said about having your own place because we work hard and uh, I, I do think it's still a a fundamental part of a lot of people's american dream you know so um there's lots of reasons um that a person it would it would appeal to a person to own a home, and when it comes to your finances, your home, uh, hopefully, and what we've seen is going to increase over time. So you kind of hinted to it right now. You've been in your home for a long time. There's no need to move now. But when all the kids are out and you're an empty nester, as they say it. Um, then you may have an, a, a large investment that has went up in value and you're going to be able to do the downsize where you're going to be able to pull some money off the table and use that for your retirement. So Tony, today's topic um, is timely and it goes hand in hand with financial planning. Well, you're exactly right. And I mean, it is, it is a part of uh, financial planning and having an overall uh, financial plan, home ownership, uh, whether it's a mortgage or rent, that's a big part of your budget, whether you're in your working years or in retirement. And I, I think uh, pride of ownership and potential equity are both elements of home ownership that do resonate with me personally. I mean, like a lot of people, Michael, I started out in my 20s with apartments and roommates. And while I had a lot of fun and made friends living that way, there's nothing like the feeling when somebody hands you the keys to your own home. Absolutely. That is so true, Tony. You know, let's talk a little bit about that appreciation that I kind of hinted about. 
you know, it's clearly on people's minds and they bank on that, that they're going to make this investment to purchase a home, to have that pride of ownership. But in the back of their mind, they know that real estate over time does what it goes up, you know? And if you look, uh, Tony, just a year ago, you know, wood has increased right at a hundred percent two befores. It's ridiculous. The cost of wood in steel has went up over 70%. So, uh, no doubt inflation is happening, uh, in that industry, in the builder's industry. So if you already have a home, well, it stands to reason that if it costs, you know, 70 to hundred percent more to build a home, that prices are going to go up. So that's what we're seeing. And that, uh, price appreciation is something I feel like people have in the back of their minds when they do that, because the real estate market, much like many other markets, whether it's the stock market or the, the precious metals market, it ebbs and flows, you know, it goes up and down right now we're, we're, uh, hitting a pinnacle We're we're, we're going to the top and, uh, we'll, we'll see it obviously reverse course, just like all markets that happens, but we don't know how long we're in for this ride. And quite frankly, in real estate, it typically will slow down, stop. We could have a crisis like in 2008 where we have a complete reversal, but for today, we have to deal with today and today prices are high and they're going higher. So I think a very good tool that I'd like the listeners to be aware of when you're shopping for a home is from the Federal Housing Finance Agency. They have a, uh, a house price index. And if you will go to FHFA.gov, and I have visited that site, there is a lot of information, some valuable information on that site. It's going to... Um, let you look at the history and track uh, what home values have been in many, many different neighborhoods and communities across the United States. It's a great resource. There's lots of ga- uh, data that's been gathered and placed into that website. Once again, that's FHA, I'm sorry, <laughs> FHFA.gov. And uh, use that resource. You're, you'll find that. Um, It'll give you a better feel for what's going on. Maybe you're you're looking to sell out of the uh, central Oklahoma area or southern Oklahoma, and you're wanting to go to northern Oklahoma, or you're wanting to go to Texas, or you're wanting to move wherever. You can kind of take a, a peek and a glance at all that data that the government's collected and give you also a, uh, you know, more knowledge. Knowledge is power. Right. Yeah, knowledge is power. And, and that's it. the more information you get, and working with a financial professional like yourself, uh, because it is a huge part of your overall financial strategy. I mean, and if you buy a home when you're still young with the goal of downsizing when you retire, your potential home appreciation could really come in handy, right? I mean, oh, absolutely. I think it's huge. So what's what's next, Mike? Well, I want to talk about the mortgage interest. You know, um, when you purchase a home in the beginning especially if you're doing a 30 year mortgage, 25 year mortgage on a home as, as most people do, uh, you know, and that a lot of that payment is actually interest and that mortgage interest is deductible. So, uh, depending on your current you know, circumstances, you can, um, really take some advantage of, of using those deductions, 
uh, and it's one of the few things, you know, so many deductions have been eliminated. So keep that in mind that homeownership comes along when you borrow the money with interest payments and uh, those can be deducted. So uh, the key is to keep your mortgage balance below the price you paid for your home. Because that way, your mortgage interest will be entirely deductible on your tax return. And that can work in your favor for an expend, uh, really an extended period of time. Because like I mentioned, interest can be the largest element of your payment for in the beginning for many years. So that is another positive for going ahead and taking advantage of the lowest interest rates in our lifetimes. And then knowing that that low interest rate that you are going to pay is deductible. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, there you go. And and that's really another adva- huge advantage uh, is that mortgage interest deduction. I'm glad you brought that up. And isn't it also true that a homeowner can deduct some of their property taxes? That is true also. You know, if you take a look at the uh, IRS publication, it's called 530. It's a great resource for new homeowners, and that that will explain to you in general terms uh, that you can deduct your state and your local property taxes. So we should also note that many homeowners, you know, you what do you do? You you make that payment to the bank, and a lot of times they include in that your property taxes in your insurance payment with each of those monthly payments. So. Uh, you should be aware that you need to fully utilize uh, the interest and property tax deductions. And to do that, you need to be itemizing your deductions. And because they've increased the standard deduction, uh, that kicked in, Tony, back in 2017 with the uh, Tax Cuts and job, Jobs Act. Uh, some owner homeowners now are only using a standard deduction, so they're not being able to write off their property taxes. So get with your tax advisor and see if it might make sense for you to go ahead and itemize and be able to capture that deduction for yourself by being a homeowner. There you go. All good reasons to own a home. And what about capital gains? Are there capital gains exclusions for homeowners? I've heard something about that. Could you tell us more about that? Yeah, it's exciting. Now, Tony, this is, uh, uh, again, knowledge is power, and you need to, to, to know this. So I think that's a great question. And if you live in your home or have lived in your home for a minimum of two out of the last five years, so that's key before you sell it. So you need to have that as your main residence and you've lived there two out of five years. If you do that, Tony, and you're single, you can exclude as much as $250,000. And if you're married, you can exclude up to a half a million dollars of the profit from capital gains. So, um, you know, you don't have to buy and replace a home or upgrade it to, to, uh, be able to take advantage of this great tax advantage of, wow. of having a home. So, uh, you can use this exclusion is what they call it on your taxes every two years. So essentially Tony, you know, you could go out, buy a home, live in it two years, turn around and sell it every two years, take that profit, and guess what? No taxes. So wow. uh, what a great uh, thing to know. And yeah, to, that's to, huge. It is, especially in an environment like we're living in right yeah. now where yeah. prices are really going higher. 
Now, uh, we've had a great show so far today, Michael. Is there anything else you want to add before we take a quick break here? You know, I'd like people to, to uh, next time you get on your computer, pull, pull me up. Go into my website at mcguirecap.com. So that's M-C-G-U-I-R-E-C-A-P.com. And you can learn about my firm, learn about our advisors, um, and just kind of see, uh, you know, who we are. We've been in business. Uh, I've been in business uh, helping people, giving advice for over three decades. And, uh, we love doing that. And as you can tell by many of our shows, we don't just talk about, um, you know, the normal, normal things that you hear on the radio that advisors like to talk about, because we really want to be your uh, holistic approach. We want to help you from, from, uh, anything to do with your financial well being, And like today's show, whether you need to own a home or as we're going to talk about after the break, rent a home, um, we're going to help you kind of see clear on what direction that you need to be and in, in what stage of life you're in. So, Tony, I, I would encourage that also during the show today or after. You can always reach out to me at 405-760-5863. All right, that sounds great, Michael. And listeners, stay tuned because we're going to be right back with more of the Bull and Bear Show and our host, Michael McGuire, right after this. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call McGuire Capital at 405 760 or visit mcguirecap.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report to help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. My name is Michael McGuire. My company is McGuire Retirement Solutions. I would like you to feel free to give me a call anytime during today's show or after, and you can reach me at 405 760 5863. And as always, we encourage you to check out our website at mcguirecap.com. And during today's show, the first segment we talked about the 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 pros, uh, the reason to be a homeowner. And I felt like that um, some of those key things, Tony, uh, to do that is the ability to have some pride and ownership, the ability to have an asset that you can utilize growing your family and through your working years and uh, an asset that can actually go up in value and has a really good shot at doing that all along giving you some tax breaks, tax deductions, and quite possibly some tax-free income when you turn around and sell it. So I think that's a big plus, Tony, for what we talked about earlier. Oh yeah, it's huge. You went over a lot of Uh, great advantages. There are many advantages to owning a home. And it should be an interesting segment uh, that we're moving into because I think we're all inundated with advertising and information that paints a clear picture that home ownership is as American as apple pie. And there are so many advantages and financial advisors like yourself uh, are constantly talking about those. But as you mentioned, home ownership may not be for everyone, right? Certainly not. And I think that that's a great segue into what we're going to talk about now is why you shouldn't buy a house. So 
there are reasons. And the first reason is that you just don't have uh, the down payment. Tony, you're, you're uh, in a stage of your life that you're probably in your 20s, uh, maybe even your 30s, and you just have not accumulated that money to put down the down payment. And I can tell you that good old common sense says don't rush it. Just because yep. you're being pressured and you, you you think that's the American dream and what you should do, um, unless you qualify as a, a VA loan or a first-time home, homeowner's program, you're probably going to need to put down anywhere, you know, 3.5%, 10%. And uh, if you can't do that and you're having to go borrow, which you're not supposed to do, uh, that 10% to put down, don't rush yourself. That's where people get in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even with an FHA loan, you, you're probably looking at 3.5% of the sales price uh, in some mm-hmm. cases. So, I mean, for a lot of people, a down payment is no small matter, like you say. And based on your comments about this, I'm guessing credit or the lack of credit could impact your ability to buy a home. Absolutely right. You know, credit factors in so much with your financial well-being and and the ability to be a homeowner uh, also looks like they're going to look at your credit, guys. That That's something that a bank is going to look at. Yep. And if you find yourself with a score south of 620, it's going to be harder for you to get a lender that's going to be willing to do business with you. Uh, and if you do find one, uh, you're probably going to be paying through the nose with interest rates much higher than they would if you had a better credit score and there's going to be fees. And, and so obviously a higher credit score is better. And if for example, FHA loans are slightly more permissive. Um, they'll, you can entertain maybe at 580, um, to qualify, but you know, nearly 20% of all homeowners, um, have credit scores below 600. So while bad credit might not completely disqualify you, um, what I'm worried about is that you could become a statistic and one yeah. of those people that lose their homes. And right. so because if, of the if high interest rates that you'd have yeah. to pay because of your low credit score, it means that uh, your monthly payments, mortgage payments going to be that much higher. And maybe it's something you can't afford. That's right. And, you know, debt ratio is really what we're talking about when when a bank's evaluating you as a good candidate or not. And so a high debt ratio uh, is another potential hurdle that a homeowner, uh, Tony, is going to have to uh, cross. And so lenders are often uh, changing their standards. And when it comes to those debt ratios that they're looking for. Um, but let me give you a percentage um, that I think you can you can be thinking about. Um, if you uh, find that sweet spot is really 43%. So when it comes to debt ratios, the percentage you're left with when you divide your monthly debt payments by your monthly income, you want that to hit around 43%. So if your current debt is gobbling up more than half of your monthly income, you're probably not ready or really in a position to take on a big mortgage payment. Right. Yeah, that's true. And, and, uh, that's something you really need to look at. 
I think a lot of people feel, oh, I have to own a home. Everybody says I should own a home. I don't want to pay rent because it's throwing money away. Everyone's telling me that. So they might get into a situation that isn't good. And that's why you do see foreclosures or you do see people with money problems uh, because especially now with houses costing so much, although interest rates are low, you still have to have a good credit score to get those low rates uh, on a home mortgage. So uh, I think that's huge. Yet, yet another reason to keep an eye on your uh, credit score. And when your friends, and I've had, Michael, I've had friends and family, and they've asked, uh, asked me about, how, how can I tell if I'm ready to buy a home? And one of the things I always ask them, are you happy with your job and view it as stable? I mean, because if the answer to either of those questions is no, I tell them they're probably not ready. You need to have a stable job that you know is going to be there. Yeah, great advice, Tony. Absolutely true. If you have any inkling that your job may not be there for you in the next year or a couple of years, um, man, don't avoid settling yourself with a mortgage that is decades long. So again, it's, it, it, it's that balance of, um, of debt to income, what you've yeah. got coming in. But, and so if you're close, you know, um, and you lose that job and you're out of the job market for six months to a year trying to find or replace it, uh, I don't want you to, to be in, in that category where you, you could lose your home. Now, yeah. if you're highly skilled, have, have a niche almost, you know, that if you lost your job tomorrow, there are people knocking at your door to come. That's, that's not what I'm talking about, but there's a lot of people that are not that fortunate. And, um, sometimes they let their pride get in the way or, or, you know, uh, what friends are doing influence them, uh, grasses, you know, greener trying to keep up, keep, keep up with people. So don't do that. Don't do that. We're all unique and we're all put on this planet and, uh, uh, Pretty much what I've found and what I do, Tony, is everybody has uh, different circumstances, but a lot of the times we love to see our kids do better than we've done. We love to see our grandkids educated, and we we long to have that dream retirement. And yeah. so for me to help you do that, let's make wise decisions the best we can in our 20s and 30s and forties and fifties and right on. But it's so uh, refreshing when I get a, somebody in their twenties, which is rare. If you're, if you're listening to me and you're in your twenties, um, please take that next step, pick up the phone and call me because your, um, in game retirement is going to be so much rewarding by gaining 10 years, five more years, it's that magic of compound interest and avoiding mistakes, you know, avoiding major setbacks by rushing things, uh, doing things too, too early. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is important that people not succumb to that myth of the American dream and buy a home before they're ready. I, I get that point that you're making. I mean, waiting a few more years, spending that time working with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, to strengthen your financial strategy first, I think would make a world of difference. 
Absolutely. Another thing that I want you to think about if you travel a lot, in other words, um, you frequently, uh, are on the go. You, you, your job takes you to other places. Um, you're finding yourself moving. It might not be a good idea to make a 30 year commitment and when you know that your career will move you to another city in, in under three or four years, right? So, because there's consequences involved. Yes, right now, you're, it's, it's a great time to sell. Probably wouldn't have a problem. Probably make money. But you don't know the future in the next few years. The market turns, reverses. You go in and buy right now at the peak. When it's high, three years later, you're looking to sell because you knew you were going to get transferred and now you're leaving the state. It's probably not a good time to buy. So, no, because no. there there's cost involved with, with purchasing and selling a home. And, uh, so those are things to keep in mind for reasons not to go ahead and own a home. Well, and to play off what you're talking about there, Michael, a, a component of the decision-making process on whether or not you should buy a house or not or own a home is the current status of the economy and the current market. I mean, purchasing a home in a shaky market, like you say, could have consequences that last for years. You nailed it. Absolutely. Tony purchasing a home while the market's declining sometimes could be a great thing. Buy low, yeah. sell high. Yeah. Other times it could be horrible because it's all about your time frame. Sure. So if the trajectory, if I can say that right, if the market is moving down and you really don't know when it's going to turn around, but you know you're going to make a move or job uh, change or God forbid you're going to get laid off, you don't know that, but that happens, then you very well could be a disastrous move for you financially because um, yeah. it's such a large ticket item. You are putting a large amount on the line. So I want you to really think about, um, you know, what the overall market environment is. And that's what somebody like me can help you. Certainly your real estate agent, that's what they do. I love real estate professionals. They're very sharp, but also your financial advisor needs to have an awareness more than stocks or bonds or, or annuities. They need to understand the entire picture, which is your life, which is your investment life. And real estate is a big part of it. You know, a lot of my clients in the beginning that are new clients are shocked when I tell them, Hey, I think that's a good idea. They're talking about buying a rent home. Sure. Hey, do I benefit from that? No. What I do benefit from is giving great advice. And, um, that's what I, I know I'm doing my job when I get the phone call and somebody runs by and say, Hey, I'm looking at this car, Mike, and these are the interest rates. Uh, it's a used car and my banks offer me this, the credit unions offer this, and the dealership has thrown these numbers out. When I get that call, they know that I'm not in the car financing business, right? They are calling me because they trust me because they value my opinion and that's what I want to be for my clients. I want to be that resource, somebody that's not going to belittle you or make you feel like, well, that's a dumb question. There truly are no dumb questions. And the more we, we, we build our network, I have an extensive network of professionals 
that have become friends over the years and the decades. And if, if there's something that I don't know, I can pick up that phone and with minutes have an answer to probably any question that somebody's going to throw at me. Not that I know all the answers, but I know people. And uh, anyway, Tony, that's it's part of this um, real estate market is really understanding where we are in the real estate cycle. Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh, that is really true. Now, how about uh, another sign, one more sign that you might not be ready to buy a home? Well, I'm kind of mentioned before, it's the traveling, not not really um, switching jobs or moving, but, but whether it's for pleasure, just, just um, you are the type of person that is going to uh, be on the go. And uh, oftentimes we find condos are uh, considered a good financial move for people who are not uh, at home all the time, that they're on the road. But the reality is that you're still going to be paying those homeowner association dues and fees, and you might not be able to use all those amenities. You might not be able to use that that community pool uh, that you went and bought this condo, and, and you're part of this group that has a clubhouse. And, and so all those things would lead me to ask questions about your travel, how extensive it is now and in the future, whether you should own uh, or lease or rent monthly, um, all those things factor. And there's what's the cool thing about this is there's no uh, cookie cut cutter answer. I, I could see somebody and tell them, absolutely, you should not rent. We've all heard it throwing money down the drain, never building equity. Um, well, that's true in some instances. You should not rent in some cases you, because if you're going to be there a long time, you're not moving, you're not changing careers and and, and, and uh, moving out of state or out, out of the city you're in. All those factors are a go that you're rock solid that way. Then don't rent and throw money down the drain. But... If you're going to be moving, don't buy and throw money down the drain by paying real estate costs, closing costs, uh, points, buying down points, all those expenses. So you might think you have the, the, the answer because you grew up. The American dream is to own a home. Well, sometimes the smartest thing financially is not to own a home. So yeah. I, I will that this segment um, is is something to kind of open your eyes up and not allow yourself to only think that, um, you know, or be disappointed in yourself because, sure. because, you know, your friends own their homes. Well, it may not be the right thing for you. Right. Everybody's situation is different. Now let's take another quick break here. Is there anything you want to add before we do Mike? Well, once again, you can reach me at 405-760-5863. Love to visit with you about your current situation, whether it's uh, 401k allocations, advice on uh, what's going on in the tech market right now, advice on annuities, uh, what's appropriate for you on real estate, actually real estate investment trust. There, there's lots of things that you may have questions to and just a phone call for an absolutely complimentary, no obligation, one-on-one -on -one with me. And uh, you can do that at 405-760-5863. 
Do you feel like you need help navigating your retirement? Retirement can be scary, but it doesn't have to be. With our Retirement Income Toolkit, you can get the information you need to help secure your retirement. This toolkit provides valuable information on the future of U.S. taxation, Social Security, New Generation Retirement Planning System, and the Generational Vault. Receive your Retirement Toolkit for McGuire Capital by visiting mcguirecap.com or calling us at 405-760-5863. Hey, welcome back to the Bull and Bear Show. My name is Michael McGuire and my company is McGuire Retirement Solutions. Today's show, we've been talking about the pros and cons of home ownership. During the show, we've given you my number, which is 405-760-5863. And also, I'd like you to check out my website at mcguirecap.com. Each and every week, uh, we present a new topic for you. And I want to encourage you, if you're looking for a financial advisor, if you're looking for somebody that is not... uh, going to give you a cookie cutter approach, somebody that's going to get to know you and know your family and what your needs are, then you've found your guy. I, uh, I've, uh, authored a book. It's called tall ships and small ships. And when you come in and sit down with me, whether you open an account up with me or, or we develop a, a relationship where I'm going to be your advisor or not, you're going to walk away with my book absolutely complimentary and i love the opportunity to get to know you and help you in your family so the last segment of the show today tony is my co-host and uh tony we're gonna kick into uh, talking about renting on this last segment yeah i mean we've been talking about home ownership and you told us about some of the reasons to buy a home and then you highlighted some reasons you might want to avoid owning a home or a mortgage so now we're going to talk about rent, huh? Yeah, I think to conclude the program today, I want to I want to talk about when it's wise and 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 what the clear advantages of being a renter instead of being a buyer. So as we've discussed throughout the show, you know, owning a home is a goal for many many Americans, and uh, not getting to that point as quickly as you think that you should sometimes you feel like you're a failure and i'm going to tell you you're not because the fact is that you have very clear long-term financial goals in mind and part of your strategy might employ renting rather than uh, buying and for many many reasons and we're going to talk about that a little bit more i read a interesting article tony and Investopedia, the article was uh, titled 10 Reasons Why Renting Could Be Better Than Buying. And that kind of jumped out at me because, uh, you know, I hear all the time, you're foolish if you rent. You need to get in a home as quick as possible. But that's really not true all the time. So the first major benefit of renting instead of owning is simply the lack of maintenance cost. You know, we started the program off and I was telling you about this weekend uh, for the next several weekends, I'm going to be taking care of my backyard, my front yard, which means buying plants. It means I had to go get a new garden hose. I had to uh, get some new pots. I've got to get soil. I've got to repair some water damage. And, yes. se- and lawn seeds, weed and, and seeds. lawn it's, chairs. I just bought three loungers. So expensive. <laughs> and it's so, ridiculous. Like just the fertilizer for a lawn is outrageous. Crazy. Expensive. 
I'm not going to tell you what what I'm having to re <laughs> I'm having to re uh, put fescue in my front front of my yard. I have I have beautiful shade trees. Sure. And I'm I, I about had a heart attack. Two dollars a foot. Two dollars a foot yep. is what the bid I got, and I probably have four thousand square feet worth of yard in that front yard. You can do the math. Um, yep. That's nope. a chunk of change. Wanna, don't want to do that math. Yeah. That's uh, no good. So way too that, much. That's the problem <laughs> with um, owning yeah, versus, versus a, a clear advantage of being a renter is not having those maintenance up, up, up uh, repair cost. Yep. And um, quite frankly, if my fridge goes out and I'm, I'm a renter or if my furnace starts uh, having trouble, then guess what? That's on the guy that owns the property. That's their problem, not my problem. But if I own it, that is my problem. And and I promise you your credit card is not going to enjoy Saturday trip to the uh, home improvement <laughs> store. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, nothing sends a cold <laughs> chill down my spine, Michael, like the furnace making a strange sound <laughs> or going out. I mean, this happens, you know, the, the air conditioning unit goes out, the furnace goes out, uh, you start to do that the repair bill or the replacement bill, even worse in your mind as a homeowner, these are the things that keep you up at night. <laughs> so uh, as a renter, you don't have to worry about those things. Yeah, I, I guarantee you our listeners who own their home are shaking their head in agreement right now because right. it's just it's just a fact. Home, hey, home ownership is wonderful, but there are downsides. Earlier in the show, we spoke a little bit about the amenities, and uh, the fact is, when you rent, you may position yourself to enjoy some really great benefits, like the awesome swimming pool that they have, or that fitness center that's yours for the for the taking to go in and in and enjoy, or that heated underground parking garage that you that your uh, rental place comes with. So the cost of all those things uh, need to be factored in your mind as a pro to being a renter. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I know a few people who own homes and have pools at their homes. And the thing I hear from them is about the maintenance and the cost of the pool rather than how much fun they have with the pool. <laughs> <laughs> that is true sometimes, for sure. I don't think that it's an accident, Tony, that um, another big benefit to renting instead of owning is that you don't have to worry about taxes, real estate taxes is what I'm talking about. Wow. Uh, for a lot of homeowners, real estate taxes, it can be a pretty darn big bill and yeah. uh, depends really on where you're at. And what, you know, it could tally up to the thousands of dollars. I know... I purchased and own the building in Bethany that my companies are housed out of. And, um, wow. When I got that tax bill for that, uh, real estate property tax, I about had a heart attack and yeah, that crazy. is one, that's one side of ownership that is a negative. So, Hey, there, there are advantages and that's what we're talking about to, to being a renter. It's not always right to say you must own. Right. That's, that's a good point. And I have to confess that not having to pay a real estate taxes, uh, property taxes sounds like a great deal to me. I, our property taxes here have gone up exponentially over the last few years. Yes, we're saying that. And, you know, Tony, as we see, 
the evaluations uh, property sales as we see that those comps are coming in higher don't think that the uh, county treasurer is not looking at that <laughs> and that yeah. you're going to get a nice increase in value on your on your oh, current property yeah. you own you know along those same lines um you don't have to worry about a down payment when you rent you know um uh, you can have 10% come out of your pocket being an owner and typically renters, they do pay a security deposit, but theoretically, um, if everything's okay, after the, after you complete your rental agreement time, uh, if there's no damages, in other words, you're going to get back that deposit. Yeah. Uh, so on the flip side, when you buy a home, you might be required to make that down payment three and a half percent to 10% as we discussed. Uh, and you know, that can be significant. Yeah. That could be a lot of money. I think you're right. The down payment or lack thereof may make renting long-term more appealing for a lot of people out there. Yes. And another thing that they might find appealing is the flexibility in terms of where they want to live. So when you rent, you can live wherever you want to live. So I'm going to use an example. I had a client in New York and um, when they bought they had a certain neighborhood that they wanted to live in and they did that. And then things changed. They had some friends move and they wanted to actually follow them. And how much easier was it for them just to be able to go to the end of that lease, pick up and move across town and rent again without yep. the worry of how it what, what's the market conditions is real estate up is real estate down you know what's the closing cost going to be and so there you go that's a real life example uh that i've seen with clients that is definitely a pro for being a renter i, I think renting gives you a lot of options and maybe you could easily more easily at least move closer to family downsize take advantage of the seasons if you want to do that. I, there are a lot of advantages to renting. And of course, there are a lot of advantages to home ownership, which we talked about at the beginning of the show. Now, we only have a couple of minutes left here. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go today, Michael? Well, wh whether you decide to rent or own, or most likely all of us in our life, uh, our lifespan are going to do one of each or both. Yeah. Um, all of those are decisions that are that need to be taken with some seriousness, and um, you need to to evaluate your current situation that you're in now. And I would encourage you, renter or owner, put money aside in that 401k, establish a safe retirement distribution plan, get with somebody such as myself and get your house in order start that planning of setting aside money every single month beyond the retirement plan let's build that cushion let's build that three months six months cushion in case an emergency happens let's turn around and take advantage of some tax-free and tax-deferred investments that are offered to you in this world that we're living in one thing is always been certain death and taxes and so let's take advantage <laughs> of of your relationship that you can have with me uh, and put you in some vehicles 
that are going to allow you, such as Roth retirement plans, to actually grow your money tax-free. So at that time in your life when you're downsizing, we'll be upsizing what your take-home is because we'll start pulling money out of a vehicle that you had the, the, the wise decision to invest in years before. And as you pull that money out, there'll be no taxes. So, um, yeah, coupled with, with the advantages, if you do own a home that we mentioned earlier in the show, knowing those laws, understanding, um, how that, how that profit can be actually tax free. I'd encourage you to reach out, give me a call at four zero five seven six zero. 5863. We'll talk about your unique situation. You'll get to meet me. I'm in beautiful Bethany, Oklahoma, right across the street from Southern Nazarene University. Have a fabulous 7,000 plus square foot building that I own there. And we occupy well over half of that. Have great set of people that work for me, but you'll deal with me personally. When you give me a call, I'll set up uh, our appointment, complimentary, absolutely no obligation. Keep your pocketbook at home. Walk away with my book and have a better understanding of what's available for you in the investment world. So once again, 405-760-5863. Go out and make it a great day and have a great week. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Bull and Bear Show. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Michael McGuire at McGuire Retirement Solutions. Call 405-760-5863 or visit them online at mcguirecap.com. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. Advisory services are offered by McGuire Capital Management, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oklahoma. Michael McGuire and McGuire Capital Management are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency.